Welcome to Leadership Matters, the podcast focused on leadership in our challenging world. Leadership Matters is the name because leadership really does matter. Now here's your host, Dr. John Bedker, a practitioner, a scholar, and a leader. Welcome aboard everyone to Leadership Matters. Welcome everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Leadership Matters podcast. I'm your host, Dr. John Bedker, and I am so happy that you are with us here today. Today we're going to uh, address the COVID-19 global pandemic. We're going to do this slightly different. It is obviously a very serious healthcare crisis in our world, but we're going to talk about it from a slightly different point of view today, the leader's point of view. It is, of course, figuratively and literally, the elephant in the room, clearly for leaders throughout the world. It demands our attention. It demands leadership. And today we're going to talk about that. I'll offer just a few, what I'll call guiding principles that leaders can deliver in these pandemic times. We'll talk about why leadership really does matter in this healthcare crisis. We'll draw upon the work of two Stanford professors, Hayagriva Rao and Robert Sutton. I will quote from an article they've recently published in the McKinsey Quarterly, and I will try to expand on some of the concepts that they share in terms of what leaders can do, should do, during this troubled time. They published this article in the McKinsey Quarterly. That's a publication coming from the consulting firm, McKinsey and Company. They pin the article from a room called Fear to a room called Hope, a leadership agenda for troubled times. Well, we're certainly in troubled times, and there certainly is a need for leaders to have an agenda of how to think and feel and act. The global pandemic has, in effect, ripped the Band-Aid off of many ills, and brought them to the forefront. While it certainly is a healthcare crisis, and there is no question about that, it has also brought to light other issues. While this podcast originates in the United States, there are issues that have come to light all over the world. In the United States, as an example, the idea of inequality, of systemic racism, of the effects of this global pandemic on certain populations more than others. It's worthy to think about that. Leaders should be thinking about that and how to mitigate. The global pandemic clearly has also brought about an economic crisis globally as well. And leaders need to think about that and respond to that as well as part of the global pandemic leader's response. So whether it's your organization or your families, your loved ones, or yourself, this is a transformative time. It is a time when leaders are called to respond. The article that I'm going to quote from freely today, provides some insights about how leaders can and should respond. Rao and Sutton offer what I'll call guiding principles. 
They say that in times of crisis, people tend to, quote, freeze up and freak. When this happens, people have both confusion and anxiety, two things not good to happen all at once. But in this global pandemic, we have seen a lot of confusion and anxiety. Leaders and followers alike are trying to make sense of their lives in this turmoil and to try to make sense of the uncertainty and try to get somehow to somewhat certainty. What about their jobs? What about their families? What about their lives? Each of you must be thinking about that. Leaders must be thinking about that. What was customary, quite, quote, normal, now is so very different. What can leaders do in this time? It is, as I'm saying, a call to leadership because this is the test of leadership. I've often told my clients over the years, leadership is not measured and professionalism is not measured in the day-to-day. It is measured in times of crisis, under pressure, when that confusion and anxiety that Rao and Sutton refer to are present, and not only just present, but literally in your face present. So leaders are called to action. Rao and Sutton list these points. Let me start with item one. Leaders need to practice personal accountability. Those of you taking notes, that's the note. Underline, personal accountability. Leaders need to make tough decisions so that their organizations can survive, not only in the short term, but also look to a brighter future in the longer term. This is not an easy task, but the leader is called to do just that. Take stock for the near term and to look to that brighter future for the long term. Rao and Sutton make the point that personal accountability may manifest itself in many ways. Cost-cutting, layoffs, closings, and other potentially sweeping changes may need to be made. The leader needs to embrace their own personal accountability to make these and other tough decisions without delay. So item one, personal accountability. Let me expand just for a moment on what that might mean to you. Personal accountability to make difficult choices and to do so without delay. Well, this could be true beyond the organization. It could be true in your family. How will that working parent or two working parents manage their contribution at this critical time for their employer, for their job, for their business, and at the same time take into account the needs of their family? How would a child return to school if it's uncertain whether or not that environment will or will not be safe. Heavy decision. What to do? The leader, the parent, 
needs to take on that personal accountability and make the tough choice. If, in fact, returning to school may not be in the best interests of their child, their children, then some strategy needs to be formed about how to go forward to still advance their education. The educational challenge is quite real for the children. Similarly, their need to make the contribution at work. So, there are several challenges simultaneously going on. The person is a practicing professional, a leader. They are a parent. They may be a spouse or partner. They may need to become an educator. So the plate is quite full. The choices that are going to have to be made are quite difficult, and they need to be made without delay. Second item, good leaders feel just as troubled as lousy leaders. Good leaders, though, make no excuses. That's item two. Make no excuses. Leaders can't be in the business of making excuses. Problem identification is of little value and, frankly, is a waste of valuable time. The COVID-19 pandemic is real. It is pervasive and leaders need to act, not blame others. Focus on the actions, not on making excuses. Your role as a leader is about problem solving, not problem identification. Make no excuses. Take charge. Instill confidence. Make clear that the situation is real and huge, but that you are working to help in every way possible. Don't just say that. You must do that. Help your people in every way possible. Make no excuses. Living in denial, living in delusion, and sharing denial or delusion is not the role of the leader. The leader stands up and is forthright with those seeking their advice and counsel. Problem solving, not problem identification, is the order of the day. Make clear to those that you serve that, in fact, as the saying goes, the buck stops with you. The same would be true in all the other aspects of your life as well. It is a challenging, difficult time to be certain. It is a call to leadership. The third item that Rao and Sutton make regards caring and compassion. It is caring and compassion that transmits to your employees. And that caring and compassion delivers clarity about you to them. Similarly, in your home life, caring and compassion are key. It moves them, as Rao and Sutton state, when people hear the caring and compassion from their leader. People then are able to move, as the title of their article states, 
from a room called fear to a room called hope. That's the title of the Rao and Sutton article. It is the message that they are trying to deliver. How can a leader get those they serve, those they care, those they love, from a place of fear and anxiety to a place of hope? Item four, slow down to speed up. Well, now that might sound just a little bit confusing. But by this, Rao and Sutton are saying that not everyone may or can move from that room called fear to the room called hope at the same time. It may take more time for one person than it would take for another person. People make that move from the fear to hope at different speeds. So, slow down so that everyone can get on board. Here is the axiom for the leader. Leave no one behind. So, slow down to speed up because not everyone can transition at that same speed. Why is all of this important? Many of the decisions that leaders make in crisis are extremely difficult. We've been in this pandemic now for several months, and I may be very well preaching to the choir because many of you know how difficult this has been from a leadership point of view. Round Sutton State, people are more willing to accept and implement upsetting decisions when they believe their leaders care about them and are trying to do what is best for the greater good. This is a time when this idea, this notion that the rising tide may raise all boats comes into play, that collectivism has a real value. It is about we and not just about me. If, in fact, people are hearing the caring and compassion, that they're recognizing that the leader is not going to leave others behind, that what they are saying not only meets a near-term goal, a near-term good, but also may be a blueprint for a brighter, long-term future. Employees will see that. They will hear that. And, when stated with caring and compassion, will believe it. This is what trust is all about. It is often a leader's humanity that is the most touching in a time of crisis. Real, genuine, authentic humanity. The leader's empathy is not only comforting, but it is the right competency for a leader to deliver. So empathy is key. Empathy is critical in a time of crisis. So what do we take away from this week's Leadership Matters podcast? Round Sutton made clear that leaders who take personal accountability, who express compassion, 
and who create conditions that give employees as much prediction, as much understanding, and as much control in a crisis situation are most effective. In this case, we're confronted with a global pandemic that has also simultaneously created an economic crisis and, as I stated in the beginning, has torn the Band-Aid off of a number of other societal ills that are raising themselves to the forefront as well. The leaders help those they serve. The leaders help those they serve by bringing them from that room called fear to a room called hope. I sincerely hope that some of these guiding principles that we've shared in our short time together today help you and assist you in your professional life and personal life at home and at work. In times of economic turmoil and uncertainty and so many other kinds, a leader needs hope and they need to share that hope with those they serve. Thank you so much for being with us. It's a pleasure to have you on the Leadership Matters podcast today. Be safe, be healthy. Thank you for listening to Leadership Matters, the podcast about leadership and why it matters in today's world. Now, more than ever, please join Dr. John Bedker again next week for another episode of Leadership Matters. For now, if you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends until we meet again.